Hey, it's John Richards, a cut above horror review. Uh, yeah, episode number six coming up. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't have Jacqueline with us, although she checks in later in the episode to let us know what she thought about the movie and tell us exactly what movie she picked for next week. But we do have a special guest for episode six. Yeah, it's Bob from Straight Chillin' Podcast. We are so excited to have him on. Uh, we're talking about The Ritual from 2018 from Netflix. So let's uh, let's get right into the movie. A cut above, horror review. It's called The Ritual 2018. And it starts right now. Cut my life into pieces. Welcome to a cut above horror review podcast where we rate and review horror movies. Unfortunately, one of our co-hosts is not here, Jacqueline. Uh, she's got a couple of sick kids, but uh, we decided to bring in somebody that has been a, a huge supporter of ours and uh, a friend of ours, and and probably one of the reasons why we got together uh, from one of the main reasons. One of the main reasons. From Straight Chillin' Podcast. Bob, how are you, my friend? What up, nerds? Thanks for having me, guys. It's uh it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. It's I feel like I've spoken to you guys so much individually, and to see you guys come together to make a podcast of your own is super, super cool. And I'm honored to be uh welcomed to join you. So so thanks for having me, guys. Well, here's the well. Here's here's the way I look at it: is I went to hell for you for you guys' 300th episode. Yeah, that's right. And and it hell came out with a new podcast. Hell happened. To, <laughs> hell happened to be San Diego, California, and I came out here, and I'm like, I met Jacqueline and Hyderberg uh, via you guys. So it was just kind of a it was a fair trade, I think. Right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I like um, Randy uh, compared it to. Uh, now he knows what it's like to have children. <laughs> fans of his podcast now have their own podcasts. His kids are factually older than he is. Yeah. So that's I don't know how that works exactly, but uh, but yeah, true. yeah. Um, you guys sort of met on our Slack channel or, or Slack, just, and then through the Joe Bob. Um, yeah, nights, watch party. Like yeah, the three of us really, you know, well, all of us in general, yeah, just have a good time on there. So. Yeah, and hell, and hell. I mean, that, oh yeah, that, and John and me have uh, a mutual uh, love of avocados. So, hey, we always have that. Add me to that list, man. All I right, love avocados. Southern California, dude. Yeah, avocado state. Yeah, there you go. All right, we're well, just, we're talking veggies and horror. Yeah, exactly right. All right, Bob. So, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we are going to talk about a movie from uh, 2018, and we're going to forego everything with the exception of the reach around plot. We're talking about the ritual. This is a Hyderberg pick right now. Uh, the ritual from 2018, which you can find on Netflix. And I, 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 I got to be 2017. Honest. Well, 2017, whatever. I mean, it was like one of those years, but I mean, it's a, it's a Netflix exclusive, year, yeah. and and. I think I think it was maybe unfair to it, but I think we'll get into the, the discussion. We're not not going to do any news. I mean, uh, we're going to actually check in with Jacqueline to find out what she thought about the movie, and then find out what she uh, what her pick will be for next week. But 
Um, hoping to have her check in a little bit later on. Again, she's got sick kids, but um, let's just get right into it, guys. Are you guys cool with that? Oh yeah. yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's do the Hyderberg reach around plot. By the way, on the Slack channel, that was picked. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. I love a good reach around. So uh, lay it we on We all me. do. We all do. Yeah. I enjoy giving them. You know, I'm a giver. <laughs> yes, you all are. right. Uh, settle in, guys. Uh, four friends who all share grief of losing a friend decide to honor their friend's memory by taking a hiking trip on the King's Trail in Sweden six months after his death. After an injury to one of them, they decide to take a shortcut through the thick forest. That decision ends up being the biggest mistake of their lives, except for Luke, who has already made the biggest mistake of his life. The group unravels as they are stalked by what seems to be the forest itself. One wrong turn after another leads them towards doom as they unpack their baggage over their friend's death. One by one, they are picked off by a creature that seems to be one with the forest. Luke's plagued by visions and later marked by the beast. Can Luke escape the woods and come to terms with his guilt as he's chosen for the ritual? Ooh, very well done. Uh, Not as good as Zom Beavers, but. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't think anything is going to top your Zom Beaver reach. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. But, but uh, let, let's start with our guest, uh, Bob, Straight Chilling Podcast. Initial thoughts of the ritual from 2017. My initial thoughts are pretty positive, to be honest. Uh, this movie, like when I think of a Netflix original movie, they typically end up being too long for their own good and a little bit meandering. And I feel like this movie does not have that problem. This seems to be like pretty clear cut. It's not like reinventing the wheel in any way, but it's very successful in what it's trying to do. I think it's got some good effects. It's got uh, a point to it and some really great performances. Um, overall, for like a Netflix horror movie, I think it's pretty damn solid, and I would recommend watching it if you haven't. Sure. Hydroberg, initial thoughts. Um, I saw this when it first came out on uh, Netflix, and I feel like that's when Netflix was starting to put out a lot of their original stuff. And Bob's right, like a lot of it, some of their stuff you could tell is pretty good, but they're like scripts that weren't necessarily didn't make it to the big screen and they were sold off to smaller places. Netflix scooped them up and made something with them. And this one definitely I felt like is a is a higher quality as far as the Netflix originals go. It's stuck with me since I've seen it. And um, I thought it would be a good pick for the cast. It's got some great performances, like Bob said, and uh, I really like the characters. It's a small cast, but um, they gel pretty well. Yeah. Um, John, what about you? <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Um, I think I initially, when I first watched this movie, I, I uh, in my, the previous podcast, I, I, I kind of shit on it. Um, I got to say that... You guys covered this? Uh, no, no. I think it was just more of like, like, like we covered... Like what you've been watching? Yeah, kind of like that. But uh, watching it again... Um, there were some parts I really loved about it. You know, I, Bob, and you mentioned it, that, that it looks beautiful and, and the aesthetic of it looked look fantastic, but I didn't like this movie. I really didn't like this movie. I mean, it was just, it, it seemed to me that it was just a social commentary on, on, you know, just guilt. Um, it just felt, felt very forced. It felt very, uh, 
Uh, you know, they, they, there, there was nothing organic about it. You know, it was a little Blair Witch. It was a little of um, uh, Evil Dead. It was a little of, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the monster in this and not giving anything away, which just, it just felt not, it, it, it wasn't my bag. It wasn't my cup of tea. Um, really? I love Blair Witch, you know, I, I love the way Blair Witch evolved into paranormal activity. So it almost felt a little, um, you know, POV or, or like a, I don't know, just a, just a movie that, that, you know, by the number, paint by the numbers, the movie. So I don't know. I mean, it just, it, I, I think you'll get some enjoyment out of it, but it just, it felt very predictable. For me, I don't know. I gotta disagree. Okay, that's fine. We'll get into it. Uh, I'm gonna give the spoiler alert. We're gonna talk about uh, the ritual from 2017 from Netflix in its entirety. If you have not seen this movie, make sure you pause the podcast, go watch it, go find out what we thought about it. So, Hydraberg, you were talking about it, man. Um, you disagree with what I said? Go ahead. Um, yeah, uh, I just wanted to touch on the director. It's, uh, it's directed by David Bruckner. He okay. just released The Night House, I think, in 2020, which I haven't seen. Uh, he did Southbound, which is a, an anthology. Uh, Bob, actually, you, I think you recommended it on the cast one time. That's why I ended up checking it out. And he right. also did, um, he worked on VHS. He was uh, behind the uh, Amateur Night, the Vampire Siren one. Okay. With the Vampire Lady. And this is his first full-length uh, directorial feature. And I think he did a pretty good job. I mean, it's, you know. It didn't come out in the, the big screen, but I don't know. Like, to me, like, I think the story is pretty relatable. Like, the group itself, like, I believe these guys are friends from university. And I feel like, other than Phil, I think the other three, like, I feel like they're, they're real characters. Like, you feel these people. I feel like the tension between them and... uh just the way they're dealing with the grief of, of Rob's death, especially Luke, I, I definitely think it's it's believable. And then you put them in this setting, which is also, you know, it's a forest. Forests are really creepy. I think it I think it works to me. I mean, I get the I get the references you, you picked up on. I didn't pick them up on 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 like Evil Dead or Blair Wish to be I mean, yeah, it takes place in the woods, but to me, I didn't go into the movie thinking that it was gonna be anything but it's you know its own thing. So I kind of just watched it. And then enjoyed that for myself. I, I guess if you're looking at it, you're comparing it to other things while you're watching it, I could see why you could see some negatives. Yeah. Rob. Yeah, Bob. David David Bruckner is uh he's also directing the new Hellraiser reboot oh, sweet. I guess, that's happening. So I'm excited for that. Just talking about Bruckner for a second. Uh yeah, I mean this movie it's not super original in that you've got a cast of characters that are going out on a hike in the woods. And for one reason or another, somebody's like, Hey, we should definitely not stay on the path and go yeah. into the woods. And it doesn't work out for him. That's like a horror trope we've seen over and over again. But I will say, I think they take the first like 10 minutes or so of this movie and like really introduce you to the characters and you get a sense of their friendship immediately when they're out, you know, drinking at the pub, giving each other a hard time, you know, like friends will do. And then they uh, go to the convenience store, they're buying a bottle of liquor, and one of their friends gets very brutally murdered. And it's a tough scene 
And for me watching it, like I put myself in that scene, you know, like, would you step in and try and save your buddy's life at the risk of your own life? Or would you essentially be a coward and hide like, like Luke does in the movie? Like, it's not an easy decision to make and you feel for Luke in the movie, but at the same time, like he could have done something and maybe made a difference or he could have just got murdered himself. Yeah. So I, don't, I like how they start the movie. It, it's really intense. Um, and it, for me anyway, it made me feel for Luke. Um, yeah, this is ultimately his story. I, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent. You know, I mean, you see that, you know, he's a coward, but you know, what is he going to do? Is he going to save his own life or is he going to save his friend? You know, that that's the ultimate decision. But then that becomes the theme of the movie. So, so throughout the movie, you see him flashing back to going to the liquor store. You know, I wrote it down so many times back at the liquor store, you know, like looking at his friend, looking up at him, you know, it's a social commentary of guilt of, of, wow. you know, you make this decision to <clears throat> help your friend or not, or, you know, your life or his or somebody else's. And I get that. I, 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 I appreciate that about the movie, but it just, it really just leaned into it way too much. Mm -hmm. It was just right. like, you know, constantly of, you know, guilt, 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 guilt. And that's what it is, you know? And, and it goes all the way through the end of the movie because this movie had so many scenes that were so beautiful, the way it was shot, this friendship yeah. that these guys had, you know, and, and they talk about the ritual, you know, you don't see the ritual until the end of the movie, but you know, the fact that, these guys are just like trying to find some place where they could pay tribute to their friend, uh, uh, Rob. Sorry, Bob. Um, yeah, because this trip was his idea. Right, yeah. exactly right. So, so, so they go to Sweden or wherever it is, Norway, and they go out there and they're just they're trying to pay tribute to him and they just get lost. And then it kind of takes a, a turn where you're like, okay, well, I get that. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm interested. They go to this house, you know, one of the friends is, you know, uh, hurt his knee and his knees getting worse. Uh, one of the friends is like naked in front of this. Uh, it's like a uh, totem totem or whatever. He's yeah. bowing to it naked. And the other friend is just kind of freaking out, you know, but that but Luke is like the guy that's, that's supposed to have the guilt. He's he's the one with true suffering in his life. That's why he's mocked by the beast. And, and maybe because everybody else is marked by the beast. No, they're you know, not. They, the, the, the no, they, the, but everybody oh, is yeah. because th that lady comes in and she shows her chest and that that younger lady that actually can speak English to him and not not uh, decipherable yeah. uh, so language. Right? Oh, the other lady who tells him about the ritual. Yeah, and she's got the same thing. And it's just like, yeah, but okay, the other so the other people in the group I'm saying with Luke don't they what they saw were visions. They saw visions of their death. Understood. At the end of the beast, Luke still saw. He saw his own. Uh, you know, like you said, the the flashback to the uh, the murder scene in the liquor store. He saw that again, where the beast was taking the place of um, one of the junkies. Yeah, this and it uh, spoke to him. This movie is like I I see the monster and the woods in general as just being sort of a visual metaphor for like Luke's emotions, his his grief and guilt. Really, a lot of guilt. Um, for like not stepping in and helping his friend it's like haunting him yeah. and uh, the rest of these these people that have been like chosen by the monster are 
probably suffering from similar emotions in their lives. And that's why they've been spared because the monster knows that they, they will then worship the monster, which is mm-hmm. their negative emotions, their grief, their guilt, what have you. So it's like, a, it's a metaphor for like letting uh, scars rule your life. You end up worshiping your hurt, you know, in a sense, that's like the point of the movie. Living in the past. I think. Yeah. So Bob, yeah. you bring that up, but, it, but it's also the one guy like, like, like when he's, when he's like, being sacrificed he sees his wife yeah yeah it's actually the monster so 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 what what is his guilt i mean now that is the vision he said he saw yeah i understand that but i mean it's just like 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 what's the point because i mean what what did this guy do wrong he was just out there to pay tribute to his friend right yeah so yeah so he sees he sees his wife you know uh, that was my vision it was my wife uh, whatever her name was, and this is all I saw. And then you know he he's getting sacrificed. He sees his wife, and then all of a sudden he gets sacrificed by this monster. So what was the point of that? I think, Go ahead. I, was, I think the more like well-rounded individuals are the ones that are sacrificed, and the ones that are like deeply hurt are the ones that that uh, get to live because the monster knows they'll stick around and like worship him. Sure. That, that's how I read it anyways. And I feel like the guilt is believable still to me. I mean, it's only been six months since the death of Rob. Right. And you could tell that like Luke has never left that convenience store since that night. Like it's plays in his head. I mean, the movie opens up with that scene and it's really just a dream, a nightmare that he's had. He's in the tent and then six months later and they're on the trail. And I feel like he's just he's relived that night over and over again. And the monster realizes that once they, you know, they, they enter the forest and that's why he's chosen. Right. But, but the, like the point of a horror movie is just like that make you think, but I mean, to me, it was just like, it, it was laid out for you like the entire movie of, mm-hmm. okay, this is his guilt, the entire movie. So the problem I had with it was, is like, like you saw that the entire way you, you're just like, Okay, so he's guilty about his friend dying, you know. And- you know, to me, that was one of the connecting things that connects me as a viewer to this group and Luke in general. Like, but I, I and and for me, and maybe you know, maybe I'm not as sensitive. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's just like I didn't connect to that. It, and again, the first the first time I actually saw this movie, I actually talked about it on my previous podcast that. It was just like, yeah, it was okay. And I think the more I watched it, I was just like, yeah, I was into some of the scenes, you know, where it's like the the cinematography was so gorgeous and and, and freaking the The camera shots of the woods. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you know, some of the, some, some of the, some of the music that was to it, it was just like, yeah, it got me enthralled to it, but it became very predictable that it was like, no, I'm not. I'm not feeling this movie. I'm. Not, I'm just like it took me out, brought me in, took me out again. What did you guys think about the creature design? Was it effective? Was it kind of lame? I, I like it. Ultimately, you could tell like a budget budget constraints were probably a thing, but I thought it was pretty cool, especially when it stands up mm-hmm. all the way and you see like its true form, like the way that you would worship it, sort of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it felt it felt a little uh uh what was it uh the Schwarzenegger movie where he's on Mars. 
Uh, true lies. I mean, not true lies. I'm sorry. Um, total Recall. <laughs> yeah, that's it. With like the little I, like, hands are sticking out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was weird. It's, a, it's, a, it's referred like, to as what? A, a Yotun? Yeah, it's like a bastard son of Loki. Is Yeah, she <laughs> says, the female cultist says, um, it, it's an a god, ancient, one of the Yotun, a bastard offspring of Yoki, uh, Loki. We did not say its name. We worship it. It keeps us here. Let's us live beyond natural life. No more pain. No more death. Your mm-hmm. ritual begins tonight. It's a privilege to worship. You will kneel before God, the God, or it will hang you from the trees. <laughs> it looked like oh, look at my uh, between uh, a moose and like a human being. I so guess. here's the thing about the monster. It's better when you don't see it. Like it, it really works well when we're seeing close-ups of the forest zooming in very slowly, and we're wondering. Did my eyes see something to the left? Is the monster in plain sight? And there's plenty of times that it is there and we don't see it. And that one scene where Luke finally sees it and it zooms in and you see that just the hand on the tree starts to slowly move. Like, I thought that was pretty effective. That was fantastic. Like, to there's me, like, shots, like, 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 shots like that. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Hydroberg. I mean, to me, that that was like, that was a great shot. You know, even, even really when well. you see like the moose horns, like in between the 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 the, uh, the, the trees, and you yeah. see it move, and it's just like you don't know exactly what the hell that was or what what the hell you just saw. It was just like, wow, that was that it's like was part beast, part man, part yeah, wolf, exactly part right. I mean, like for me, it was just like that was effective. The yeah. whole story was just like yeah, I really dug the atmosphere in this movie. I like the creature design, honestly. I thought I didn't mind like, it. They probably showed it a little bit too much, but it it was well enough done that I didn't think it looked cheesy in any way. And at the very end, like it, like if you're not on board with the whole like this man is just battling with his own grief and guilt, then I get that the end is not going to land for you at all. But when he's actually able to like escape the woods and he turns around and like yells in the creature's face. Yep. Like th- that's him actually facing his emotions it's and like guilt. dealing with yeah. how he, he feels. Yeah. Let go, but he's lost everything in the process. Yeah. And I thought that was really a great moving scene. But if you're not along like with the journey, that's going to be the dumbest shit you've ever seen. You know? No, I, I don't think it was the dumbest shit. I, th- yeah. I, I think what it was, I think what it, it was just like, you came to the realization that it was just him dealing with guilt. Yeah. I mean, because the scene itself was fine. And, and Bob, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's like you look at that and you're just like, he's yelling and this thing just starts backing off. But but that, the thing was, out of the woods, that thing didn't really have. I don't think it could maybe get yeah. him at that point. Yeah, it's it's funny. You know, like he's he's officially out of the woods. You know, people use that as a metaphor, but he's literally out of the woods now. Like, And being dead. that he's overcome his guilt. Yeah, he's no longer what that monster's looking for. And right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like he's not marked anymore. Like he's not one for the ritual anymore. Like that's why but, the monster kind of just sits there and looks at him. But you also, it was like, like okay, so it took all your friends dying to realize that 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 you're not guilty for this. Well, he man, he had the man. Up. he was the little bitch that yeah. was hiding behind the vodka bottles. Yeah. You know, at the beginning of the movie, and it's just like. You know, all of a sudden, hey, I'm not guilty anymore. I'm fine. And I can yell at this thing, and it's just like sitting there, okay, I'm going to go. So after Hutch's death, which 
happens off screen. And I thought Hutch's death was pretty powerful because I really liked his character. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, Hutch is fantastic. The yeah. actor's portrayal of grieving friends, like seeing their friend disemboweled like that, was like pretty authentic to me. Yeah. Like I, I felt it. And they, like they later on the shot a couple times of him just in the tree. Like yeah, I, I, I've I, seen that one bear or whatever. Uh, the, the, the one thing I loved about this movie, it wasn't overly gory, but like no, like, but the gore what worked. they showed was just like almost perfect. I mean, the, yeah. the, the way they showed it, it was just like wow, that, that that's fantastical. But I mean, it, it was like. Like you said, I mean, th- this guy like just got eviscerated and he's he stuck up on the trees. And he was like the guy that was like trying to guide everybody through. Yeah, he was taking the leadership role. And it, it was like th- there, there were parts like that where it's just like it kept you in the movie and you're just like so enthralled of, oh, my God, what's going to happen here? You know, and the fact that. Um, oh, God, what was the guy's name? The, the guy with the glasses. Dom. Oh, Dom. Yeah. Hashtag family. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag family. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean a, a guy like that, you, you wouldn't think would make it to the end. I did like the fact that they brought his wife out, you know, because that yeah. that's, you know, what he kept talking about. I keep seeing my wife. I keep seeing what? my wife. And, you know, his wife is what killed him. But it was just like, it was like the one thing I think he really um, was precious to him in life, was like yeah. his relationship with his wife, you know. He tells Luke specifically, he's like, you have to survive. You have yeah. to get out of here and you got to tell my wife that I tried my best to get back to her and that I love her. So like that's that's really what's get try- what he's trying to get home to and ultimately can't do. I Dom- think that's why the monster uses that as like to yeah. his guard down, you know. I think so too. Dom- I like that scene. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, yeah, that scene is 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 really effective, I think. But Dom like fucks the party up so hard. He's the one that like gets he sprains his ankle, which yeah. is the catalyst for them to like go off the trail to try and take a shortcut. And uh, he he like he also like outright blames Luke like in front of everybody. Yeah, um, which is a conversation you could tell the group has had outside yeah. like but yeah. it's like one that they're not ever going to say in front of luke right yeah and then they're and he, all looking at each other like dom why are you talking about this right now and he also like after everybody finds that cabin and they wake up in the morning and they've all had like terrible nightmares he finds like that new path that leads deeper into the woods and just takes it like no, no discussion he's like we're fucking that's one of my complaints path. about this movie yeah that decision seems forced like i get that that yeah. one part like feels like I don't feel like the rest of the group would have just been like, yeah, fine. We'll go that way. It's totally not Southwest. Yeah. yeah. Well, Southeast, whatever way they were going. Like, why would you go that way? Just because Dom's complaining? Like, honestly. Yeah. Dom. That was one them. part that kind of like definitely stuck with me. But I like that Luke and him end up like Luke ends up not cowering in the end. Right. He could yeah. have. He, he runs back to Dom and he sees Phil's uh, death. He's yeah, but he still kind of does though. Calming Dom down. He he, yeah, but he could have saved Dom, but he waits. I know exactly right. Yeah, ended up having to dislocate his thumb to even get out of the the restraints. Yeah, but I know he still looks out that little hole that they dug out or whatever underneath. Yeah, and there's a fucking huge beast about to kill the guy. Was it? What was? I understand that, but I mean, the thing is, is that that if this is a commentary on guilt, I mean, this guy was still a pussy. I'm sorry. 
I think he was a coward by circumstance. I don't know that he's a coward in every aspect of his life, but that one moment, yes, I, he froze. I and do, he, though. I, 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 I think he's life. always been a coward because, like, the way he cowered behind the, the, the booze, you know, he grabbed a bottle of vodka or rum or whatever it was. You know, he cowered back there, but it was always going back to that. And then he looked out and he just cowered. Like, he, he couldn't look at his death. He just sat there and just, you know, it was like, you know, I'm going to get out of this. Uh, maybe I'm not because it's just I'm just going to wait here until it happens. And that's that's a tough situation. Like, I've never yeah, been man. in a situation like that, so I don't know how I would react. But also, like, you got to think. I mean, you know, your mind's racing going a mile a minute. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know that they're going to murder your friend. You don't know that if you intervene, you might end up escalating the situation. I think he thought he was going to ride it out. Them to, to murder somebody. Yeah. yeah. So they may have just like taken his wallet and left. But if you jump in there, maybe they pull a gun on you. Like you never really know. True. Yeah, all true. of a sudden you jump out but, and they're surprised. And now it turns to violence, you know? Uh, yeah. Right. But the whole point of the movie was him like dealing with his guilt. So, so totally. he, he goes through this again. Yeah. So he has a he has a situation, and then all of a sudden he gets out of the <laughs> he gets out of the forest by himself, and he can scream at this this creature and just be like, "Oh, I got past you! <laughs> all right, I'm good," you know. Yeah. And this creature's looking at him. <laughs> that was like the there. cathartic moment for him, though. Right? <laughs> exactly was... right, but I mean, it's like I don't know what the rest of his life is even going to be like after this. But yeah, I, I could got... see that being lame. But it, it landed for me for some reason. It, did. it, it, like, it didn't for me. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, like for me, it was just like, so he got out of the forest. He could scream at yeah. this at this creature and the creature just kind of backs off like, oh, okay. See, for so me, you, I felt you, like you that figured was out, like, You figured out everything. So, okay, bye-bye. That was the aspect to me as a viewer that I felt like put me into the movie more as a character. Like I related to his character, not because I'm a coward or anything, just like he seemed like he was going through some real shit. And they focused on him a little bit to carry the story. Otherwise, it would have just been a, a, a you know, like four guys getting picked off by a beast, which we've seen before in horror movies, right? So I felt like that lended more of a human aspect to it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, what if you have some friends that are just dealing with some shit and there's some unsaid things between the group? And I, I do think the portrayal of a, like the group is really well done. Like these, except for Phil, I felt like he was a little underwhelming. Like they didn't really develop his character as much as the other one. No, that and that's fine. But you got also have to understand that they they, well, I guess two of them brought up the fact that uh, <clears throat> they felt that he was responsible for uh, Rob's death. Tom definitely thinks it. No, but that the other guy does too. I don't know that. I see. I like. I don't think Hutch did. Maybe Phil. Uh I think Hutch it was Luke's relationship together was I pretty good. I think they all did, they were, though. I no, no. Hutch I think was, they all did because I, I think it was a collective feeling. No, because Hutch even says to him, "I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't think that you were responsible for what happened." I and he's trying that. to tell Luke, "Listen, I know you're carrying this guilt." I forget which character it was, I, but somebody says, "Like I don't know. Like I don't know if I blame you for it or not. I'm undecided. I don't really know." That was Hutch. Was that, that Hutch? Was Hutch? Okay. Yeah. I mean, Hutch. I, I, Hutch actually said that he was just like. I don't know, but he also looked at him like, I kind of feel you were responsible yeah. for this. I don't know, man. That's a tricky situation. 
and it's it sucks for Luke to have been the only one there, you know, and it sucks for him to like have made it out and have all of his friends judge him who were not there. Like, who knows if they would have done anything differently? You would you think that you would, given I don't think the they fact would. that well, yeah, because you know the outcome, you know what happened. So if you knew that in advance, then of course you would do anything you could to save your friend's life. But in the moment, you don't know that's going to be the outcome. Yeah. No, but I, what know, they, I, think, I think Luke thought maybe Rob was going to follow him to go hide. You know maybe what I mean? Like so. he went yeah. to go, yeah. he turns around and next thing you know, Rob's having an interaction with the junkies. And he I understand that, but, he didn't know but, what they, but what they showed was him cowering. And then wow. like his guilt was him cowering. Just like, I don't want to die. I'll let you die. I mean, I, 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 like that, that was the point of the movie, right? Yeah, I mean, it was no, just, I mean, it, like his guilt of, of, of him, him cowering, of, of hiding behind the bottle. Because that, that was the whole point is he kept looking. And the, the point of perspective was him looking at his friend and he kept rising up from, you know, he kept getting more and more uh, zombie like, I guess, that, that he kept getting up. And it was just like, you know, you messed up or you didn't do this or whatever, you know, I mean, like, yeah. like from that, that, that was the whole point in the movie is that, that his guilt of not helping his friend of just cowering. Well, I feel like the forest intensifies that. Like it, it made it, I don't know. So, so the ending made more sense to you of him being able to get out and fight his demons. I like the ending better the second time than I did the first time I saw it. So I can, I hated it. I so hated it because he got out. He was just like, you could have saved your friend, but Oh, this is a social commentary on your guilt and being able to get over your guilt of, of not being brave to help your friend out, but Oh, you can get out of a forest, which, you know, this creature may or may not be real, but your oh, friend dying, you can you get out of the forest. Hey, I'm good. Hey, I, I, I figured out my guilt. I'm good. Yeah, I get that. I I think there's another like through line in this movie that's somewhat interesting. It's like a uh, marriage is being sort of sort of sacred and like uh being used as like uh, being targeted i guess because like rob dies in in the convenience store because he refuses to give up his wedding ring he gives him his yeah, wallet, right. but yeah. he won't give one him thing he didn't ring. want to give away and then dom is you know it's, it's is preyed on again later in the movie like we've already discussed he sees his wife coming to him but it turns out to be the creature coming to kill him so there's like a bit of a theme there yeah, as well yeah, the like marriage being used, being like targeted almost by like uh, uh, predators. Um, I don't know what the fuck that means or anything. It's just kind of a theme I noticed in the movie. Uh, it's something people can definitely latch on to. Like, yeah. Um, I definitely like the the contrast of the, the like the fluorescent lights and the uh, convenience store mixed in with the woods, yeah. the forest. Like I like those scenes. I know you said that like it pops up a lot, but I don't think it, it never felt stale to me. Like it felt there was a purpose to going back to that scene. Cause that's like totally. I said, like Luke's been living that over and over again. I, I, and the and I, I love that. But, but the yeah. fact is, is that, you know, when, when your ultimate outcome is that, you know, he gets over his guilt of letting his friend die. You know, being coward of like just sitting there, 
you know, burying, burying himself, uh, you know, behind some bottles and he looks right at him. I mean, the thing is, is, uh, and he looks at him and the guy dies, you know, he gets his head bashed in and he, you know, Hey, I got out of this forest. My guilt's over. Okay. So you didn't do anything for your friend. Did you guys notice like every time he has a flashback to the convenience store, the woods are like overtaking it more and more. Yeah, more. I did. I did notice that. Like, I the like scene that. when he's looking at the vodka bottle. Yeah. And there's blood on it or whatever. And then they, the shells like move yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. And man. then the scene where he's like running through the convenience aisles and they're like longer than they actually were. And then like yeah. the monsters behind him, like running through them. I thought that was all pretty well done. Yeah. I I like that. I, yeah. I thought the shots were done beautifully. But I mean, the thing was, it's just, just well like, it just didn't feel cohesive for me of, uh, you know, what are you trying to tell me in this movie? You know, okay, there's a ritual. There's this, you know, the movie's called The Ritual. So I don't know that there, I mean, I don't know. When I sit down and watch a movie, sometimes I'm not like, all right, I'm going to get something out of this. that Like they're going to teach me something or show me. Like sometimes I'm just watching a movie. So the the point of it i mean you can watch this as just like a horror movie but what i took from it is like you have to deal with your feelings you have to deal with your yeah. emotions pleasant or not um or else you're gonna end up worshiping and them. you have to confront like, like, them demon yeah you have to confront them eventually and in this story it took a, a fucking you know creature to do that for this one character yeah you control them all have that control you one of the i've other. dealt with grief and it's tough man you, you, everybody has their own way of dealing with it. So I don't know. I kind of relate to the character. I get that he hid behind the, the, uh, the shelf, but I don't know. That's a tough situation. Yeah. No, I, I really know that that situation played exactly like that. Cause that was a dream he had. We never actually saw the actual, you know, that was his mind replaying it. Now, did mm-hmm. it play exactly like that or was it a little different? We don't know. Maybe. No, I, 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 I think his friend was uh, just bludgeoned to death. So yeah, no. like for me, I, I understand that. And I understand that, that you deal with grief in different ways. But, I, the, you know, the one thing for me, it was just it was really tough to deal with. OK, so he was bludgeoned to death and, he, you know, he's dealing with things in a different way. But this was just. Would you have liked it more if he had saved Dom and they both got out? Or would you have liked it more better if everybody died? Or he had, like, sacrificed... Probably everybody died. Yeah, You know, probably, like, like, like you didn't escape out of the forest and uh, you thought you did. You know, maybe the... Oh, uh, like, he gets out of the forest and then it turns out it was, like, an illusion or... or Yeah, maybe... maybe, uh, Inside the ritual. Yeah, uh, maybe the... That'd be interesting. uh, you know, uh, what do they call it? The uh, descent. You know, you have yeah, that kind it's of. Funny, it's hilarious you mentioned that. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I I just feel like 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 you think everybody got out and or, yeah. or he got out, but he was actually still in the forest. I actually and, wrote down that this seems like an all male version of the descent. In a sense, I, it would have been better for me if if that was the ending. But that movie has two different endings, also. A spoiler. So. It has a UK ending and a and a United States ending. So, hey Bob, what was your favorite ending of the Descent? Um, Welcome to the Descent, case. 
Yeah, I know. We're going to switch over and talk about a movie I haven't seen in a few years. So I'm trying to remember which one is which, honestly. I think I've only ever seen the U.S. ending, and then I read about the U.K. ending. The U.K. Yeah. ending sounded more interesting, but I don't know that I've ever actually seen it. Uh, or she was actually still in the cave? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was It was like in, in her head and not as literal. Right. Um, yeah, because like the ending of the U.S. version is like there's literally a monster... I believe is is is. Then there's the theory that I posted to you guys where there is no, um, there are no monsters. No monsters at all. Yeah. That she was just killing her friends all the time. Yeah, it's an interesting it's, theory. I don't know. There's yeah, I don't know the theory. yeah, there's a it's lot fun of fun to kick there. around. <laughs> you could watch this movie that way too, though. Honestly, if you if you wanted to, like, yeah. This, what if Luke was doing all this? I don't know that Luke can throw his friends in the trees like that, but uh, you know, now he's he's definitely dealing with some shit, and his friends are coming down on him, and they're in the middle of the woods. So maybe he snapped and started killing them. You never know. No, yeah, I don't, I don't get that vibe. But I mean, it's just like 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 the idea of him getting out or not getting out. I mean, it yeah. could have gone either way. So it was just like getting I out of guilt. If there are or... other endings to this movie, also. Could Good be, man. Yeah. That were never filmed or never used. I could see like somebody wanting just like a straight up creature feature going into this and seeing that ending and not, like not reading this in a metaphorical way at all and just being like, that is the lamest ending I've ever seen. Because <laughs> it's just, sort of like Texas just, Chainsaw, though. Like the, the final girl gets away, right? And like, but she's scarred. There's like Luke's going to be scarred from this. Yeah, but like she jumps in a truck and drives away and Leatherface is too fat to chase after him. But like this dude just kind of like walks out of the forest and yells at the creature and the creature's like, all right, dude, have a good day. Like, I'll uh, see you Bob, later. <laughs> you know, Bob, we don't body shame here at uh, Cut Above Horror Review. I don't know how you do it straight chilling, but. You know, I got to. OK, so I'm not like in great shape myself or anything, but I was a little cons- overweight. He's a little overweight and he was eating. Humans, he's wearing you know, a mask and carrying a chainsaw and wearing like a really heavy like leather yeah, it was summer in texas it's hot it's yeah so i mean that dude did better than i could do running around in that scenario so uh, you know no shame no, no you guys keep talking this is fantastic keep going <laughs> uh, just real quick the creature's name although never said i, I looked it up it's called modder really yeah i don't know I, I didn't really look up um any significance to the actual name if it's any if it's brought up in um, lore of like Norse lore or, or anything, but I thought it was an interesting name. Jacqueline yeah. would have one if she was here. Yeah, I knew it Jacqueline was probably going to do some like extensive Norse research. Yeah. Sorry, guys, I did no research. Yeah, come on, Bob, didn't you bring <laughs> some of your A <laughs> Hey, I'm not running the show. I'm just like a, a guest. I just got to show oh, up. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, right. fin- finger it's gun. All and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's doing a good job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, oh, um, go ahead. No, what were you saying? I think you're going to say the same thing I was. No, I wasn't. What were you going to say? I was going to say, continue. <laughs> ah. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, are there any more talking points really that you guys want to um, touch on or do you just want to give your review? Or is yeah, there anything I, I, yeah, I think we want to mention. Yeah, let, 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 let's stop it right there. Hey, uh, Bob, Straight Chilling Podcast. Yep. Uh, what are you feeling about the ritual from 20, 
Um, I still feel like pretty solid about this movie. One through ten, by the way, or zero through, through ten. Zero through ten. And okay. I'm giving it Yotens is the the scale. Yotens. Yotens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The monster. Or I might be butchering that that name. I was trying to think of something cool too. Well, whatever. Yotens. Uh, zero through ten. Yotens. Or I bottles feel, of vodka, whatever you want to do. Bottles of vodka. Okay. I feel pretty positive about it. I think there's really strong performances. I think the direction is strong. Um, it's got a very clear-cut purpose. It's got a meaning that it's trying to convey, and I think it does so effectively. Um, I dig the creature design. Most of it's practical. Um, there's a little bit of CG with like the monster's eyes, and I think some of the, the fingers, like, like the articulation on the fingers and stuff. But I dig that it's like sort of half man, half beast, and it can like mesmerize you with its eyes. And it's also crazy fast and can like eviscerate you and throw your body in the trees like with no problem at all. Um, there's like a little bit of lore they build around it that I dig. Uh, that one of, the, one of the ladies mentions like, you know, it, it lets uh, its followers live well beyond a normal lifespan. Yeah. And we see some of like the elders, I think, up in the attic of one of the buildings. Oh, yeah, we didn't even touch on that. They're still alive. Yeah, they're like rotting corpses, basically. But they're moving still. Yeah, they don't seem to be having a really good time, you know, so it's not really a blessing. making a lot of noise. It's a fucking curse. Yeah, so he burns the building down, and it seems like he's doing him a big, big favor. Um, I I dig the metaphor here. I really do. Like, you got to face your emotions or else you're going to end up, like, you know, worshiping them because you got to deal with them one way or another. They're going to deal with you. It's not like a deep metaphor, but I dig it. And I I really think that, like, the friendship is believable. And um, and I don't know, like, the performances really make make it land for me. Um, I don't have a whole heck of a lot of complaints other than, like, Oh no, we got to go off the path. And of course we run into trouble. Like that's not a very inspired way to start a horror movie. Um, but you know, I like it where it lands. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to give this overall a 7.5 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. Out of 10. What was it? Hydroberg? He did a 7.5. I know, but what was the, out of what? Oh, Yotun's. Oh, I'm gonna go bottles of vodka because I don't know if I it's did, vodka. <laughs> All right, let's do that. Seven point five <laughs> bottles of vodka on the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's do that. Uh, actually, let's check in with Jacqueline because she gave us a uh, little review of it. Jacqueline, and... are you there? Jacqueline. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, sorry I couldn't be there this week. Uh, just sickness and the family were all a mess so um i'm really sorry i'm missing our special guest this evening uh but thanks for filling in for me special guest i'll just go ahead and give a quick review of the ritual so i think that it's not possible to talk about this movie without pointing out the similarities to the blair witch project and i think that that's a little bit of a controversial movie not everybody loves it some people roll their eyes some people think oh it's just a gimmick i happen to be one of the people who really loves the blair witch project uh i was like 16 when it came out and uh very gullible and it, it was the first time I'd seen thing in the found footage genre and it just blew me away but uh the similarities to this story are are obvious um and i don't think that that's a bad thing we have a pretty simple straightforward story uh this group of friends going out in the woods they get lost 
something's out there, it's creepy, they're trying to get it out. And that's it. And I think it's really okay that it's similar to the Blair Witch because it has enough that makes it individual. I really was into the characters that we got to know over the course of the story. Uh, I really enjoyed the conflict and tension that's going on between the characters parallel to the story. We have Luke who's struggling with his own identity. Like, am I the man that I thought I was or am I a coward due to this incident that he was a part of at the, the liquor store and his friend getting killed? And so all those, that, that kind of thing really made it unique, the, the tension between him and Dom. You know, Dom was pretty overt by, by about two thirds of the way through the movie about how he thought that Luke was a coward and that it was his fault that their friend died. So those things make it rich and meaty and I really enjoyed that. I thought the woods were shot beautifully. Uh, the atmosphere was really creepy and effective. Um, it really got under my skin in a way that doesn't happen very often. I paused it at one point to go get a snack or something. And I was actually like kind of afraid walking around my own house, which almost never happens to me. And I'm not even, you know, I was indoors, not in the woods, but, uh, but still it was, it was unsettling enough that uh, it, it kind of got under my skin in that way. So the, the short version of this is that I was really on board with this movie and basically in my mind from the beginning, I was like, this is going to be a 10 star movie. It, it only has points to lose. Like we're starting off really high. Where it started to lose me, unfortunately, was when we actually get to see the creature or demon that's stalking the friends through the woods. And we, we see pretty clearly that it's this giant beast-like creature yeah, with like antlers as arms or something. And um, honestly, it was just one of those cases where seeing it straight on really took the mystery and fear and suspense out of it for me. I wish that we just hadn't seen it at all, to be honest with you. Um, I would have rather let my imagination do what it was already doing and uh, hear, hear the the rustling and the branches cracking and that sort of thing. It, it honestly, it sort of killed the magic and the suspense for me. So it, it, it dropped down quite a bit. I will say I enjoyed how it turned out that there, it was really a cult of people uh, worshiping this godlike thing and they had to make a sacrifice for it. Uh, I, so I wish that it had just been that. I wish it had just been these people worshiping some kind of deity that we didn't end up seeing. So, you know, I could go into more detail, but I'll, I'll stop there and just say those were my main good points and my one main bad point. So unfortunately I'm gonna have to drop it down to a six out of 10 stars or whatever ratings unit Hyderberg chooses for tonight. So that's it, that's my review, the end. So that was a six out of 10 from Jacqueline. Uh, bottles of vodka. So, uh, Hydrobrick, go ahead, man. All right. Um, I'm pretty positive on this movie. Um, like, I'm aware it's a Netflix original, and it, you know, it didn't come out in the theater. But I think, I think it does pretty well with what it's trying to portray. Like, um, I think the, the the director did a really good job, especially for a first time. You know, it's not his first time directing, but it's his first feature length film, and 
like the cinematography is just so good. And like I, I grew up in a, a rural area where we spent a lot of time in the woods as kids. And like this, this movie like captures that feeling of like the woods. Like I love that the monster is almost in plain sight all the time. You never see it, but it's there. And the woods feels like it's, it's watching you. You know what I mean? And like they really play on that really well. I think the relationships between the friends is really believable for the most part. Like there's a lot of movies that totally fail on that. And I think this pretty much nails it. The baggage that they all have adds to the tension and the paranoia towards the end of the movie. Once they're being stalked by the creature. Uh, I really, I think it helps carry the film and it gets you invested in the characters even more. Um, Each character feels fleshed out to me, except for Phil. He feels a little less fleshed out. But maybe that's the role he plays in the group. He's sort of that one guy who's sort of like, well, you know. Um, uh, like, I like the, the pain and their grief. I feel it's palpable in the movie. You can feel it, especially with Luke's character. Um, what else? The cinematography, I said, was good. I like the sound design also. And overall, I just like the, the creature design is good. I know that maybe it... Maybe it could have been done better. I don't know. Like, I don't think it, it didn't look shoddy, but you could tell it was done on a budget, but I thought it was pretty good. Like I liked, I liked the structure of it. You didn't really know what, what the head was and what the, and then when it stands up, you're like, oh shit, it, it actually like transforms into a different shape. It was pretty cool. Um, as far as like negatives, like um, Luke's character growth, I felt like on screen, it could have been developed a little bit better. Um, you could have seen him, his journey a little bit better, but overall, like I got the idea, you know, we saw the the beginning, we saw what he was going through and where he ends up. Um, the performances were really good, but um, I didn't like, like you said, I didn't like when Dom decides to take the, the group into one, one trail that like nobody knows where it goes and everybody just decides like, yeah, that's a good idea. Like that seemed out of place with the rest of the movie. As far as production wise, like I don't see too many faults in the movie. I thought it's pretty good. So with that said, I'm going to give it eight out of 10 bottles of vodka slash Yotuns. Wow. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> I like this movie. I watched it a couple times already and I don't know. I just like the performances. You guys are going to hate me for this. Um, gonna- we won't. I promise. <laughs> hey, well, I might, um, my pick, I might take it. Uh, I, I love the acting. I love the storyline. Um, the whole theme of the movie just really didn't hit for me. Um, I didn't like the creature design. I thought it was kind of lame. It looked like a moose that was, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, looked like, a. You know, mixed between alien and predator slash, you know, um, funny you mentioned it. <laughs> Evil Dead, maybe. God, I mean, this was not an original movie for me. It was just like I, I loved the character build. I loved everything that like happened in between, but it was just not original. Um, without going too much into it, I'm gonna give this up. Four out of ten Ooh. vodkas. Ooh. I'm Ooh. sorry. I'm sorry, man. I I just I, it was like like I watched. Wait, you rated movie. Zombievers better than this movie? I, I did. <laughs> Seriously, I, totally did. I gotta I totally watch Zombievers, man. Damn. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Zombievers was 
Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, I like Tommy. It was fun. <laughs> but like for me, it was just like, like, like it was just, you know, I felt like you were trying to be a, a Blair Witch slash uh, Evil Dead type movie. And it just didn't hit for me. I mean, the characters really didn't hit. Um, you know, the end of the movie was just like, really? I saw that coming. I mean, the guy, okay, the guy gets out. No more guilt. I'm fine. Mm. So, okay. Great. Um, what was the point of the movie then? I don't know. It's all right. Four. Uh, trivia? All right, John, we do hit you. Sorry, I lied. All yeah, right. I know. John, I don't know that I can do this movie uh, cast with you anymore. All right, that's fine. Sorry, guys. All right. Yeah, let's do trivia. All right, <laughs> oh I'm just going to do a couple. Jacqueline sent me a couple. That was terrible. I'm sorry, guys. No, I, I didn't like this movie. I didn't like this movie at all. You're allowed to not like it. It's totally uh, okay. you're definitely allowed. Um, yeah. I, I get some of the things that you say are negatives. I didn't see them as much, but I get it. Like, okay. You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> and if one day we're together and we're in a liquor store and someone tries to rob the place, I hope that you stand up for me. I will. I won't stand behind the vodka counter no, you'll like, kneel behind oh, oh my god i just hope hydroberg dies i'm good I, I will throw seven and one half bottles of vodka at those motherfuckers to try and save one of your lives just to <laughs> and you know. i'll i'll, I'll throw four i'll throw four of them <laughs> deal all right i'll throw four of them. all right that's so, 11 and a half no <laughs> not revealed in the film the small witch at least in the original novel they say the woman that comes to speak to him um She's revealed to have boots instead of feet, giving her loud footprints, uh, footsteps, which can actually still be heard in the film. Like apparently they put that in, and I rewatched it recently, and like it, you do, kind of hear like a louder footstep. Yeah, than a smaller woman like her size would would have. It makes me definitely want to maybe check out the novel. Um, the stone image, a cultist is briefly seen praying before. Uh, the reproduction of it, it before is a reproduction of the Kirkby Stefan uh, stone, which is believed to be a representation of Loki. So that's pretty cool, I guess. Uh, the creature in the film bears resemblance to the creature of Slavic uh, folklore, the Leshy, which is a wood guardian spirit that takes a variety of forms, which I have seen pictures of online. Um, what, you, what does that mean? It's just uh, there was like a comparison to this uh, made up creature that has kind of looks like a Slavic uh, folklore creature. OK. All right. They're similar. There's some uh, resemblance. Um, this this is my last one. I found this one interesting. Uh, early on in the film, the scene after the convenience store murder, as the campers are waking up, Hutch, Phil and Dom exit their tents in the order that they end up dying in. Uh, just a small thing, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, throughout the film, the creature's two eyes can be seen in shots in the forest, which I feel like I almost want to go back. I, there are scenes of the forest where I feel like I'm I'm trying to look for something there. And I you actually can see there. that, though. Yeah. I mean, you, you can see it throughout the movie. I mean, it, it was just like the way again, you guys were talking about the uh, the cinematography of it. You could actually see that throughout the movie. It was just like, you know, it, 
you don't know if it's eyes or just the, the, well, that's the trees. Yeah. yeah, it plays on your eyes. I mean, yeah. there are scenes where you know it is, like the, where the junkie uh, in his hallucination or whatever, his vision yeah. has the eyes of the monster. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it for trivia. Tight. Thank you, Jacqueline, for sending the trivia over. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys want to know? It? You know what you, you want to know what she's picking for next week? Sure. Yeah. Well, in the interest of choosing something that might be a little controversial, that we're not just all like going rah rah over, uh, my pick is Repo: The Genetic Opera from 2008. You can watch it for free on Tubi. Oh my God! Really? Holy wow. John does not look pleased. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not thrilled either. Um, I thought it was. Yeah, I'm not. Wow, Jacqueline. Oof. John, if you give that over a fucking four, I might definitely leave the cast. I'm kidding. Is, it, is, is, is Paris Hilton in that movie? She is. Is she not? Is she? Holy I shit. believe she is. That's all we're giving it. That's how many I fingers I don't you care can how get good Paris it Hilton? is. Three? I'm giving it the three just right now. John's calling his shots, guys. <sighs> I am. Like, uh, yeah. Um, you want to plug the social medias? I thought you were no, going to say repo no. I, I really don't anymore. I'm just like I'm done. Well, with this. after next episode, we're probably shutting it down anyway. So yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> go. the genetic <laughs> opera. Wow. Yeah, go check go check us out on Facebook. Go look for a cut above horror review. Uh, Hydraberg, where's our Instagram? The Instagram, a cut above dot horror underscore review. And also, and, since Jacqueline's not here, I want to plug the Twitter. Okay. Uh, it's at a cut above. No, I'm sorry. At cut above horror. And, and here, here, here's Twitter what I'd like to do is I'd like to plug uh, Bob from Straight Show yeah, Podcast. I, I, I'd love to plug, plug your guys' new uh, echelon on uh, Patreon. $10 level, you guys get um, extra podcasts. The Cooter right? Hunter level? Yeah, so that's that's the quote hard with hard us with level. Us. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. totally hard with you. Um, so yeah, you've you've got access to a bunch of Patreon exclusive episodes on there, and we also give you a shout out on the podcast. We'll send you a sticker sheet with all kinds of stickers on it. Um, you get the opportunity to vote in our monthly polls. Um, there, so there's a lot of bonus uh, stuff that you get there if you dig the Straight Chilling podcast. Nobody um, can see that, John. Yeah, you guys, you guys are both sporting Straight Chilling podcast shirts, and that yeah. is like really, really fucking cool. And I've uh, given you a good amount of my disposable income. I really appreciate that, guys. The every, yeah, if you guys, if anybody listening doesn't up supporting the show on Patreon, literally all that goes right back into the show. It really fucking it definitely does. To us. You guys do a lot for your cast. Uh, we try. Yeah. Community. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks so Watching much. Watching you guys grow has been been awesome too. Us. Like that, that's. Dude, thanks, I remember man. when the Slack chat was like four people, and I was like, yeah. in there." <laughs> yeah, man. Now you it's got... blown up. It's I can't even keep track of the messages every day. I know it's 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 fantastic to see like your podcasts come out of friendships that happen because we i started having stupid conversation with my friends you know like exactly it's like That's surreal amazing. man it's definitely it is it Bob, you, you started having stupid and conversations with me That's i mean true. it was just That's like me, me and andy it was just well, that's like, how i met john 
Yeah, you were exactly. on his cast, and then I was like, "Well, what's this other guy's cast like?" So yeah. I started listening to Harporia. I started picking exactly. episodes yeah. that I that I wanted to listen to, and then we started conversing. Yeah, it's well, a beautiful, I, beautiful thing. I I, I do got to say that uh, I'm sorry. It's like I'll cut this off, but um, the horror movie community is a beautiful thing. Um, I, I I do got to say that you know working with. Hydraberg and Jacqueline have been a wonderful thing. It, it is because Bob, the the Straight Chillin' podcast. Um, Shout out to Gandy Gandy and Soju. Yeah, yeah and Justin and Soju. Um, you know, thank you guys so much. But, you know, when shit gets bad for you. Also you, Cesar. Cesar? Oh, yeah, Cesar, for sure. Um he did all you guys' bumps now. He did, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, <clears throat> I also got to say that that <clears throat> when I went through my thing back in February is that you guys did a fantastic job of helping us out. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you for supporting us. Seriously. Um, Rob, seriously, I, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on this podcast um, we want to have you on. We want to have Justin on. We want to have Andy on. But you guys have been so supportive of us and just giving us feedback. Uh, I truly appreciate it. And I know that that Hydraberg does. I know that Jacqueline Absolutely. does. And you know, thank you, thank you, dude. I, it, it's been awesome. It's my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. I'd I'd love to come back anytime. You guys care to have me on that it's been great chatting with you here and i'll chat with you in the slack channel every day so absolutely 